who doesn't relate to porn? I I feel like I fall into that category. When I'm watching or like seeing pornographic pictures, like I don't see myself as either or. It's just like porn erotica that I like like to view, and it's like, is it because of the horse? Magnifique. Welcome back to the History of Gay Sex podcast. Today, I have two exciting guests that will be joining us to break down the poll I conducted last December on preferred sexual positions. Later on in the show, we will discuss a study that reviewed 23 peer-reviewed articles that look at how to predict who tops and who bottoms during gay sex. Jamie and Austin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. We are we have been talking about this for literally weeks. We are so excited. Yes. And when you first followed us on social media, I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Yes. Because season two for us was definitely wanting to do more collabs. So I'm very happy that we're sitting down and doing this. Well, tell us about your show really fast. Queers in your ears. Sure. So uh, Queers in Your Ears is a podcast um, creating a wealth of knowledge for LGBTQIA plus community Mm -hmm. as well as our allies. Um, We as gay men just identify that there isn't a lot of information out there for us. Um, So we wanted to create a platform that we could, but just like in a very lighthearted, fun and friendly way and super gay way. Absolutely as gay as we possibly can. I think our podcast definitely kind of stretches the boundaries of what just an educational podcast can be. And we're definitely, I think, a fun group to hang out with. I think so as well. Yeah. Oh, y'all definitely are. That's why I wanted you on here. And I- I think I first found y'all back in like January and um, where y'all crack me up and there's been a lot of times where I've been walking my dog and listening to y'all and I like will literally laugh so hard and people on the street are like, what is his deal? Like that guy's fucking crazy. (laughs) That's what we want. That's exactly the response that we want to our podcast, I think. Yeah. And I feel like every season we find like and discover something new. So definitely season one was like us just learning about being a podcast and mm-hmm. doing the damn thing and being girl bosses. Right. Exactly right. Hashtag girl boss. And then yeah. <laughs> season two is just more of like, let's just have fun. You know, like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, who cares? Definitely. Well, I love also that you guys have like a really vast, like, um, like topics that you do. There's like mm-hmm. history, cultural commentary. It's a really good, really good show. I recommend all my listeners check it out. Thank so. you. Yes, everyone, please check us out. We're Queers in Your Ears on Instagram and podcasts, wherever you can stream them. Yeah, we're on pretty much every available streaming platform. Yeah, and for $19.99 a month in four small installments. <laughs> you can become a part of our Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. That just... doesn't exist. But... <laughs> no, we haven't We haven't delved into that yet. We are. We both currently have jobs, so. Full-time like... adult millennial jobs that pay the bills. And this is just like a side hustle. Exactly right. I get it. Same here. I As much as I would love to have a day job as being a podcaster, I am nowhere uh, there yet. <laughs> yeah. We have we have dreams and aspirations. Yes. But this is mutual aid. If you work together, you get your dreams faster. Very true. <laughs> yes. This is true. Well, so, so today um, we're going to be talking about two things. One is the uh, the poll I did of my followers on Instagram last December, which I promised everyone I would address and I didn't, but we're going to release <laughs> that today. And then on the second half, we are going to be covering uh, a study that came out that was featured in the Archives of Sexual Behavior 
Um, and it's called which would be a great band name, by the way. I think so. Sexual behavior. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called sexual positioning among men who have sex with men: a narrative review. So love it. I'm excited to get into that. But so first, we're going to start off with my poll. Right, 106 responses. So obviously, the most extensive LGBT poll ever. <laughs> um, although I actually have to say, I'm just going to toot my own horn for a second. Um, <laughs> when I was looking at research for this, like I was, so the the article I sent you, there was probably like 30 other articles I'd read, and there was like one on there that they had just interviewed men, and there were like 20 or 15 interviews, and I'm like, that's nothing. No, and. I mean, I, I studied political science in college. So when it came to liberal arts, would, you did too? Yeah, I was the branch of international studies, which is, isn't is as extensive as political science. But yeah, yeah I did. So I 100% am glad I got a liberal arts degree. Well, it's not as marketable as maybe some other degrees. It does teach you critical thinking, which I think is very important and not as focused upon as we have for STEM education these days. Correct. People are not good at critical thinking. (laughs) That's my STEM soapbox, though. Not that (laughs) (laughs) I don't benefit from those those degrees and and all the things that they do for Apple when I buy their products. But um, (laughs) right. um, Yeah, no, I don't regret it at all. My poll, my super extensive peer-reviewed academic poll. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna read off the findings, and I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm very curious for your reaction. That's why I have you on here. So, I, are we I, ready? Did y'all get a chance to look at it yet, or is this gonna be a total surprise? I, no, I, I did. Re- at it. I read through okay. it, but, and I was actually kind of pleased with the results. Yeah, I can't wait. I have the attention span of Dory, finding Dory. So yeah, like, I've forget things very easily so i'm ready to be shocked all over again he is gay dhd <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm not gonna, gonna try to laugh too hard i'm gonna pace my drinking we're ready say we have already failed at pacing yeah i know well, yeah, this is our third glass oh you are beating me okay well i did bring it i do have a se- <laughs> i do have a second bottle so no i have to drive home after this oh well i mean i've got this bottle myself so if you open up your second bottle then we'll all be of the same level. True. <laughs> you just have a drug and pick you up. I'll get my husband to come pick me up. It'll be fine. That's what husbands <laughs> are for. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what I said. Yes. I think those are in the vows somewhere. Anyways. Uh, they were in my vows. It's just like, for better or worse. And right now you're having a worse moment. <laughs> this is not a great moment. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to mute my own laughing. Anyway. Okay. So the first question I asked was, what is your preferred sexual position? And 9.4% of respondents said exclusive top. I'm only the penetrative sexual partner. Uh, 22.6% said verse top. I'm mostly a top, but occasionally bottom. (laughs) 20.8% said verse. I have no preference between topping or bottoming. I enjoy both equally. 34.9% said verse bottom. I'm mostly bottom, but occasionally top. Right. 10.4, occasionally. 10.4 said, 10.4% said exclusive bottom. I'm only the receptive sexual partner. And two respondents at 1.9% said the answers do not accurately reflect my preferred sexual positions. I had a conversation with one of those respondents. It was Uh not very fruitful. Um, 
<laughs> oh, that's disappointing. I'm interested in what they had to say, yeah. though, I wonder. That's disappointing because um, I feel like that it could be really insightful to where things could potentially be heading with like, but, the labeling of sexual positions. But more so, what is their, what is their condition that they uh, said that it doesn't apply to them? But actually, they could be asexual. So, no, okay. they're not. They're definitely not. Um, okay. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so... Well, first he started talking to me about how he didn't like, I don't know. He had this like whole complex with those kind of parameters, but sure, he identified in kink terms. So he identified oh. himself as a switch um, who was more Understood. subby than dummy, which right. I'm not going to deprive anyone of their sexual identity, but those are parameters when they're in their own right. They're just they are terms. and I think you've already covered them within your poll. If we want to get technical, I think I think, I think probably he said he checked like none of my sexual preferences because you didn't use the correct terms. I think yeah, so. Sure. I in the in the strictest sense, yes. Um, there was a little bit too of um, how do I put this diplomatically? Um, <laughs> there was like a hang. There was like a psychological hang up he had about it and. I don't know if that was an extension of maybe some coming to terms about his sexuality or not. Sure. Um, we really didn't get into it because I was like sending this out to a lot of people and I was like, I had to get people's emails. And so I kind of moved on. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed hearing it. it. It was, it was interesting at least to get a respondent who had marked that to uh, right. kind of say why, but yeah. It's almost a control for the experiment, which I love. It is, for sure. I don't know who the other person yeah. was who wrote it. And it was completely anonymous, so I can't... I don't see anyone's information. Like, if you had done it right now, I would not know who had responded in any way. Yeah. So um, it was completely anonymous for people who filled it out. And I know a lot of people... A double-blind study. <laughs> it was. As they call it in the biz. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so the first thing that stands out about this, and then I have my thoughts on it, but I want to, I want y'all thoughts sure. first, is that the largest segment, at almost thirty five percent, is verse bottom, um, which is substantially yeah. larger than the other ones, especially when we come to verse top. Um, well, nothing's above twenty two point six percent. So I guess actually, my first thought about this was I was happy and surprised that you didn't have as many people who were exclusive tops and exclusive bottoms. But I, it did stand out to me that verse bottom was was a lot higher than the other one. Yeah. I think my first take was a laugh because whenever you hear the jokes on Grindr, it's like, yeah, I'm verse. Well, actually, I'm more like verse bottom. And I just think that meme has like profligated truth within our community because the numbers reflect it. Yeah. That is absolutely the highest, you know, population of people. I thought they were funny. I thought it was hysterical. I thought it definitely validated like my own socio-cultural expectation of that as well i feel vindicated like a villain well i definitely think that a lot of i think probably people were look like if it's okay so if i were to answer this question i'd be looking at my like whole sexual history mm -hmm. and like i think maybe that's what people could have potentially done but i do think it's not surprising to me that a lot of people say they're first bottom not just an exclusive bottom because there are some instances where like i feel like there are those people that you just want like the shit out of in like yeah <laughs> yes but like at the same time i do i can see why people are identifying more as a bottom because like you are 
like experiencing your G spot being attended to. Mm-hmm. So like, why wouldn't you want to continue to experience that? And it do feel incredible. No, a hundred percent. And I think that as gay men, queer men, that like, if you're straight, you're, you're not in a sociocultural position to be exploring receptive anal sex. And like, so right. we just inherently are going to have an ability to explore that in a way that's straight men and maybe like- Because we, we other ourselves from straight. Mm-hmm. When it, right. Well, also like, I know some straight guys who like anal play on themselves. And right. I also know that they've had female sexual partners who don't, they start being like, are you gay? Or, you know, and the guys aren't gay to my understanding, but- um, I could see like how, how they would get like how a female sexual partner could give them a really hard time about it and they might have some repression about it and not want to express it. It's kind of funny though when you think about it. Well, it's also just like, like a straight girl bullying a straight man about being gay, even though he's just like, <laughs> just peg me, woman. Like well, I think it's I think it's honestly really stupid in a way. Because oh, like yeah. it just shows you how sexual education in the United States is like not there in, no. in a sense, because like People are like, oh, a guy can have a G-spot too. And I'm like, but yeah. I don't want to be the hippie of the podcast, but I think it's beyond education. I think it's like, we don't teach sexual spirituality in a way that, like, we don't teach to um, accept our own sexuality, let alone explore them, let alone be accepting to others. And there's such a rigid dichotomy between straight and gay you're right because and, and that's reflected in the study that we read early it like yeah. later i guess we'll talk about it later yeah but it definitely even within the gay community there's this like internalized uh binary i, I mean i hate to be no for sure that person. for sure i don't think you're wrong even within the gay community like straight and gay which is absurd when you think about it well it's because i don't think society wise we like accept the fact that you can talk about certain topics such as your sexuality or what goes on in the bedroom out of the house like if you're really good friends with people obviously you you can talk about that kind of stuff but you're not just gonna like talk about it with your coworkers and be like yeah i got you know pegged in a sex sling last night i got finger banged at the skating rink and it's totally okay because then people are gonna look at you and be like it's okay you guys right so it just it's very interesting how we as a society are so uptight and repressed about certain things, whereas we're open and free to talk about other things. But to your point, Stuart, I have seen a lot more straight men making jokes about getting pegged by straight women. And I think that's fabulous. I love that. I think, I think that's, that's great. Wonderful. Is joking about it? Like their foray into doing 100 in our society the electronic meme is the gateway into every everything's ironic until it isn't do you know what i mean oh that's a good point that is a good point i don't know why i get like people get so uncomfortable about talking about that topic because one of my best friends who was in a relationship we had like they're straight they're straight they were so it's straight so it's a female and male doesn't count and i'm just kidding (laughs) well we we had like asked about certain things like sexually because she was the only one in a relationship at the time and she divulged that like she pegged her boyfriend and we were all like, hell yeah. Holy bitch. shit. Like what well, that is so fucking interesting because I feel like even certain straight guys don't want to disclose that they enjoy being pegged or enjoy having a finger. In they don't ass. even want to wipe their own ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, straight men can't wipe their own ass. Are you kidding? Literally. It's like that, that <laughs> video on Instagram where it's like, there he is. There's the guy that doesn't open his ass cheeks in the shower. That's what I mean. Yes. It is an interesting point. <laughs> well, one of my one of my close friends, she 
likes fingering guys. And just- <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love her so much. She she brings it up maybe a little too early when she's like d- dating new guys. <laughs> and so we'll be like having sex or maybe just like making out and like he'll be on top of her and she'll like touch his butt. She doesn't bring it up first. I mean, before. Like, no, no, no. She does. And then they have. Oh, okay. 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 No, so she'll be like, hey, I enjoy fingering men. And this is, she lives in Dallas. And so most Dallas boys are like, what? And then. Right. And then they'll be like making out and she'll like touch their butt or like maybe having sex and they'll like, she'll like touch their butt and they're like, oh my God, no, 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 don't, don't finger me. I don't want you to finger me. And she's like, whoa, whoa. It's just a pinky. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Like get over yourself. It's like a prostate exam. It's fine. They don't even need the lube. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't even believe, I can't even begin to think what it's like to, to date as a straight person, let alone a woman, like a straight woman. All I will say, so this is my my best friend, Tori. She was like, all of the fantasies you've come up about straight men are so much fantasies and not hot. Not reality. They just pump like three times missionary and they're like, goodnight. That and like, she was like, they're dumb. Like they watch sports. They have no depth to them. And she's, she's a very physically active person. And so she... Has a lot of guys. So she like wants to have people who are physically active, like lifestyles. But then she was saying that like even those guys are like the worst because then you just get these gym rats who are like meatheads. Right. She was like, they're the absolute worst. And like, it's just, I don't know how women do it. Like straight men. This is gay privilege. This is gay privilege because we're like, we literally just, uh, our people just fought for thousands of years to get gay marriage. And we're like, I couldn't even imagine what it's like to be a straight woman. <laughs> like, like, all it's so true though. Or all of my girlfriends who are like struggling with their male partners, totally unable to process their emotions whatsoever. Yes. Literally 100%. incapable to any degree. And you're just like, I'm like, I have too many emotions to even contain, let alone like repress them enough to like not process them. And I just like, it's something that like, is such a disconnect that I don't understand in terms of like hetero male stoicism. Right. And like how I live my life. And that's a good way to describe it. It is stoicism. They're just like push down the emotion and just don't feel it. That's, that's what as a society is we are taught as boys, boys don't cry. That's like, my mom did not teach me that. She bought me share when I was three years old, the farewell, (laughs) the first farewell tour on DVD. And she's like, here you go. (laughs) It's okay if you cry. I would say like rural, obviously like rural areas, like people who aren't accepting of, of gay people like that is the thing like if you it's don't subscribe to a certain standard you're not a real man quote unquote whatever like what is a real whatever man, that anyway. means and to, to me it just go ahead it just it's like if straight men weren't so uptight think about how different society would be there'd probably be no well, wars <laughs> i mean yeah. amen i don't even believe in jesus <laughs> but jesus christ bless okay that. but jesus christ was not a straight man <laughs> He definitely was not. No, he wasn't even a Christian. According to Phaedra Parks, Phaedra <laughs> Parks from I mean, Atlanta, she she said, quote from her mouth, Jesus Christ was a carpenter and he hung out with prostitutes. Queen. Wait, this is also I'm gonna plug your masculinity episode really fast. I listened to that. Yes. That was really, really good. It was really good. Do that. So everyone go when you type in queers in your ears, y'all have a lot of good episodes, but I highly recommend the masculinity one. Thank you. So we're going to move on to the next question. <laughs> um, 
Is your preferred sexual position a part of your sexual identity, such as, but not limited to, quote, being a bottom defines who I am as a person, end quote, or, quote, I am not just gay, but specifically a gay top, end quote. So 56.6% of respondents said no, not at all. Right. Um, 35.8%, the more I drink, the harder this is for me to read. (laughs) 35.8% said some of the time, I didn't qualify or quantify that. Um, Then 4.7% said most of the time. And 2.8% said yes all the time. I I didn't check. I have a weird feeling that the ones who said yes all the time were tops, but I haven't checked and I have the data. Yes. It's like, I am a top. (laughs) Like, that's who I am. I mean, I feel like, I feel like you could have an identity as being a bottom, but I, I I guess I just initially feel like there could be like a, a hang up about being a top and being like, I don't know, like almost like qualifying your homosexuality in a way that makes you feel less internalized homophobia or something. Well, I think that's the point is that's the snag. If you completely identify as a top, then you're just never. And I think there is some sort of level of gay that does require you to be penetrated by another man to be gay. I think it's good for your psyche. Say again? I think it's good for your psyche. Like, I think it's. Yeah. I think you need to have it done. Right. And to feel like (laughs) I'm not trying to be like that queen, but the sisterhood of gayness you that's kind of a rite of passage with us. I'm not saying everyone go get like pegged, but I'm just saying Wait, I'm 100% going to say everyone go get pegged. <laughs> yes, also yes, you're right. I I don't even know why I even <laughs> I think 100%. I think straight men should bottom way more than gay men in terms of like them having understanding of what they're doing, but right. I digress. Um <laughs> well, since I feel like since gay men are really or I mean not not gay men, straight men are really stupid, the process of like <laughs> Cleaning yourself out and being ready to be pegged, I think would be a little bit too hard yeah. to n- initially understand. But a lot of us boys like a dirty bottom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do have to say, though, I'm kind of surprised <laughs> at that poll because I thought a lot more people would be like, yeah, my sexual preference does define define who I am. And it- so props props to the gay community. Well, I don't want to backtrack too much, but the question really is, is like, is your human identity correlating with your sexual identity right well so like, think, okay like, so your human identity and then your sexual identity without even your preferred sexual position or i guess like how much is your i like so the question many, it has so many layers to it there are yeah. implications and i wonder and this is a scientist in me <laughs> i wonder if we should like questionnaire afterward the next time <laughs> we do a poll like what how do you feel about this question <laughs> so actually well, i don't know one of my questions, which is maybe the next one, I got a lot of feedback. No, two more away. I got a lot of feedback from that was not well written. Um, well, and oh, wow. that's a part of science, though. People, people were like, though, I'm going to take this poem. I'm going to rip him a new one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't rip him a new one. They're like, the shades are on. The library is open. <laughs> okay. So I had, I, I had a, um, a question that I was looking to have answered in this, which is for my next poll question, which is when you first started watching gay porn, did you identify with one participant more than the other? And 56.6% said, I saw myself as both um, being as in receptive or penetrative, um, but in different ways or times. 22.6% said, I only saw myself as the bottom or receptive partner. 
only 7.5% said they only saw themselves as the top. That's so interesting to me. I remember reading that and thinking, that is really that interesting. That shocked me. And yeah. then 13.2% said, I don't relate to porn or see myself. That actually I did not understand, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, who doesn't relate to porn? I, I feel like I fall into that category. Like, I don't, when I'm watching porn, like, I don't, or, like, seeing pornographic pictures, like, I don't see myself as either or. It's just, like, okay, like, that is the category of, like, porn erotica that I, like, like to view. And it's, like, I don't know. I just, like. Is it because of the horse? Or is it because <laughs> No, I just feel like it's like... You're like, I don't identify as a horse. I don't know. I just, I guess I couldn't... <laughs> I just guess I, I just guess I couldn't imagine myself as, like, in that as a fantasy. Wait, okay, wait. So, no, no, no. Fantasy aside, at a certain point, you're seeing a sex act done, and you're, like, touching yourself to it. And it's, like, kind of like you're having sex with that person. Do you totally. not... So, no, because I... Actually, this is really important for my poll. Do you not see it in that way, as in, like... No? Oh, this is fascinating. No. I don't, I don't, like... Like, the whole... For me, yeah. for me, it's just more, like, attractiveness of, like, what I'm attracted to. So, like, while I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, that's really fucking hot. Like, <laughs> like I would, like, I just can't see myself as either or. It's not something that, like, I could physically wrap my head around. It's more of, like, and I don't mean to sound creepy. Like, I don't know, I don't know if it's creepy. Dude, like, sound creepy. But it's, like, you know how those, those people who are, like, the watchers... Oh, like voyeur? Are you a watcher? Like, it's like, I would, like, I don't know. For me, I'm like, I'm watching the sexual act happen. So, like, I'm not going to place myself in that sexual act. So maybe, like, all of porn is voyeurism to you. Yeah, kind of. Wait, I'm so glad you answered this for me. Because I had a hang-up about it. Where I'm I'm glad that you were able to contribute this. Because I, I, I guess I only see it in that framework. Like... In terms of like the fantasies, where if it's like I don't know, like army or you know dad, not real dad son, but you know what I mean. But like the yeah, that, like it's like that, right. like that is not really something that like resonates with me, like the scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you could see. I think I'm the opposite. I think the scene, the scene for me, like is more important than like placing myself, I guess, as one of the participants. Interesting. Okay. I think I'm on the fence with it. Yeah. I think I'm half half and half. Like, sometimes I definitely feel the fantasy, and sometimes I'm just like, let's get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I'm just watching to watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, too. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, no, I'm going to... Actually, I'm going to address this later. Okay, so have you always had the same... This was the one that I had a lot of feedback from. Have you always had the same preferred sexual position as you do now? And I didn't word this the way that I wish now, but I'm just going to read the results anyways. Yes. Um, 11.3% said, yes, I'm still a top. Uh, almost 20% said, yes, I'm still a bottom. Uh, 16% said, I used to bottom, but now I top. So my husband was saying when he was looking at this, he was like, well, he was like, what if someone's like exclusively a bottom or exclusively a top and now they're more versatile than going exclusive top to exclusive bottom? And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. Um, so another parameter that we have to consider. No, in my super scientific extensive. Right. You were role, like, I didn't think of that. I might I not get like... peer review after this one. So I'm definitely not. <laughs> definitely not sweaty. Uh-uh. 
I feel like it's a very good poll, though, and for people to be like... I kind of love like, the information, and wow. I love how narrow the margins really are. This one especially, yeah. So then... It was like almost fi- like 20... It was like 20% almost exactly, I think. Yeah. Well, so and then we got 14.2%. I used to top, and now I bottom, and then 20% are... I'm equally as versed as I've always been. That is such a good slogan for a campaign. (laughs) (laughs) I'm equally as versed as I've always been. So this one, I'm going to tie into when we do our second article because it, well, so I feel like, actually, scratch that. I'm just going to bring this up now. Anecdotally speaking, I have talked to a lot of guys who say that they, when they first came out, that they bottomed a lot more and they had sex with a lot more older men. And I don't know what Fun. that means. I mean, if you're like 19, you come out, 26 could be old for you, you know? Right, or right. Or like 46. I had a friend who told me in college he like didn't sleep with anyone under the age of 40. So that's a different, <laughs> that's a different parameter. Um, yes. You know, everyone has their journey. <laughs> um, from some people I was talking to, because I was actually talking to someone about this specifically. Um he just felt like it was him. He was like new to being gay, quote unquote. Um, and so he really enjoyed the like older companionship, which that I like 100% understand. Understand. Yeah, yeah totally, fully. totally. But as this, as, as the next article will kind of mention, is that age can sometimes play a factor in predicting sexual positions. Right. And so I don't know if there's like kind of like a, cultural not pederastic because you have people who are i was thinking the first thing i thought of was pederasty i was just like we and i think we've done an episode on it we did yeah it was in a greek episode but i just that's such an interesting thread to follow through history to to now i mean it makes sense like i don't know like there's (laughs) (laughs) we're not condoning pederasty not that not as in like not like pederasty like as in like as in like a not the greek but yes, like, I, like, I know people who are like oh like if i'm 30 i want to top someone who's younger more but if i'm younger i, I want to be top i want to get topped yeah right. it's almost like this like reverence to like age or something i don't know but i i have seen it in a lot of different um kind of situations of yeah either people who are first expressing that or maybe people who are who are recently out and and are maybe only bottoming or only bottoming and being with older men mm-hmm. um i forgot my other point <laughs> but i'm thinking about dad it's like <laughs> but it's i don't know it's 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 not necessarily like a top or bottom dynamic i think as much as like maybe the fact that age can play a role in that like sexual moment or sexual dynamic we can talk, we can touch on this now or later. I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all. Well, I, I think it's funny. I think the data says statistically, the older you get, the more likely you are to top. Yes, it did which, say that. And my, I think my notes on the Google Doc that we all share was like, yeah, it's harder to control your gut when you're 40 as opposed <laughs> to when you're 20. And I think that just comes inherent with age. And I think, you know, that makes gays opportunists. Like we just, sometimes we can and sometimes we just won't. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I think that makes total, that makes complete sense data wise for me. I don't know. I don't. Because you always want to bottom, no matter how old you get. (laughs) I don't know if it's like, I don't, I get, I don't know. I don't know for me if it's like age based versus like 
your sexual, I guess, I'm, oh my God, the word was just in my head. Drink more. Preference. <laughs> yes, and drink no, more of like that. your sexual craving. That's what it was. So for me, I feel like people obviously have the tendency to be like, no, I want to like top more tonight or no, I want to bottom more tonight. I don't, for me, I'm like, I don't think it matters about age. I just think it's about like what you're feeling in the moment. Well, as a side note to that, then I think the scientific poll should be if you eat Chipotle, <laughs> what sexual position would you prefer after I mean, that meal? Obviously, yeah. There are certain factors that and there's some, affect there's, what you're going to do. There's definitely some twink on the internet that's like, I can just like bottom whenever I know my body. It's like, I'm fine. <laughs> I can have Chipotle and I'll be fine. <laughs> and there are some people who can. And I'm like, props to you, bitch. I, if I'm having Mexican, absolutely not. <laughs> One of my close friends would be like, I'm choosing burritos over bottoming tonight. <laughs> yes. And there's a sticker. There's like, there's merch for that. There definitely is. And we need, if there isn't, we need to hop on that immediately. Trademark. Yes. 100%. Although, do it- you want another bottle of wine? No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, feeling it. I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. I mean, I think with enough fiber, isn't everything possible? <laughs> right. And we should pop oh, yeah. pure for men right now. <laughs> <laughs> they should become our sponsors. <laughs> Uh, 100%. As much as I pay them. I will reach out to them tomorrow. Excuse me. You owe us money. I love it. Um, So my my next one. Wait, where did I go? Um, Oh, have you ever tried another sexual position and did not like it? Seven or no. Yeah. 79.2% said I have topped and bottomed and enjoy both positions. Right. Because they're human. Yeah. 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 Uh, 7.5% I bottoms but do not enjoy it. I thought that would be higher, actually. I don't know. I thought that there would be all these tops. They're like, no, no, no. Agreed. Um, and I just think that's actually a kind of refreshing data point. It's like, it is. as many people, I, I wanted the majority of them to not be little bitches, <laughs> is what I'm saying. And they weren't. So that's excellent. Well, tops are the biggest bitches about. They're the ba- they the are. biggest babies ever. Don't touch my butthole. I'm like, why can't I touch your butthole? I'm well, like your friend that's fingering straight men. I'm like, let me finger your butthole. <laughs> I mean, it's like Fort Knox. They're like, no one can get near it. 110%. It's, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely trial by error. So I applaud people. There's only who, one hole. What's the error? <laughs> Where's the trial? <laughs> that's not what I mean. I mean, that's not what I'm I I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, it's definitely that way because I feel like you can't knock something until you try <laughs> Until you try it. Like, you heard it you're like, oh, I like that. Or no, I don't like that as much. Ooh. Like, you're going to try it a couple times. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't for me. So that's to say, is the poll saying whether or not people are telling the truth? You can never tell that. Why would you lie if it's an anonymous Well, that's also poll, a good though. I don't know. I mean, that, <laughs> <laughs> that number was, well, I didn't think it would be 80%. No. Or enjoy both. But I think there's a way you can qualify that. So back to the top being baby stuff i know certain tops that are like yeah i'll bottom but i need him to be like my boyfriend of three months and like i need to be like held and cuddled beforehand and like petted and like hit it's deeply it's deeply psychological it is and if you get over it mentally then you're fine no for sure but it's like on the opposite end of someone who's like, oh, like, I'll, I'm down for like ass up, like anon, like, Fully. I mean, I'll say like that is beyond impressive for me. Like that is just like I could never imagine. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I have to give props to all the power bottoms out there. 
No, I'm just Thank kidding. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, wait, wait, let me finish this one. What do I have left? Yeah. Oh, this is good. I like this. This is equal. 7.5% also said I have. Okay, wait. So 7.5% both said I bottom but not enjoy it or have said I have tops but do not enjoy it. Um, and I do know some bottoms that hate topping and that's totally fine. Wait, two point. You're valid. 2.8% said I have never tried. Oh, I've never tried bottoming. I forgot my own questions. And <laughs> and another 2.8% said I have never tried topping. So, so the data, it follows the bell curve perfectly. So I think that is like the best absolute data that we have in the entire poll. But it, it everything tracks for me, honestly. That all makes sense to me completely. I agree with the data, even if I don't know the people who polled. Like, it definitely makes sense that that many people say that they've topped and didn't like to bottom and vice versa. I don't know. I thought that not enjoying bottoming would be higher. Like, I feel like... Yeah, but have you ever bottomed? <laughs> it's ama- It's incredible. <laughs> no, I know. But like, I don't know. Like, the first time is not that much fun. Yeah, I get it. I t- and I and I can see that. Like you said, tops are babies. And they're like, don't put anything in my butt. So I totally understand like the disappointment. But to me, that seems like if people are actually doing the due diligence and their sexual, you know, enlightenment. Well, yeah, there are certain, I mean, there are certain things you can do to like prepare for that act to like make it less painful. Mason jars. But I feel like, (laughs) I feel like some people are just like, yeah, just shove it right in there. And it's like, of course it's going to hurt because like, did you put a finger up there? No. Like, did you do something else? Like an anal plug? Probably not. Yeah. 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 There are definitely things you can do to, kind of like open things up and be your friend open the little flower yeah. <laughs> please just say butthole i'd rather you just say butthole you don't want someone to call your butthole a rose no i definitely no definitely <laughs> not <laughs> your rose bud <laughs> <Red rum. laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i just remember like when I first started looking at gay porn, they made it look so much easier bottoming than like it really is. In terms Definitely. Of- well, I mean, the it's just like, I feel like the porn industry is very deceitful and that's why people are just like, yeah, like it's going to be super easy to do this. When that I'm- could be a whole episode. Yeah. I also like, I don't know. I, I've been reading about how they just like don't, like the bottoms just don't eat like at all. And there's actually like, like, um, this is like so fucked up, but they'll like, sometimes shame the bottom especially when yeah. there's straight actors involved they like shame the bottom for any kind of like shit dick and it's like okay first off you're having sex for like six hours and it's in their butt where poop you're having, comes from you're having anal sex what? and also right. like could you imagine bottoming and like for six hours and like fasting like i would just be like no fainting and like i like i i, well, I mean i couldn't even imagine topping for six hours and fasting or we're talking no. for six hours, but like I can't even imagine fasting for six hours. I get lightheaded <laughs> if I don't eat every twenty minutes. I mean, that's your pay, though. The bottoms are like, what do I get for pay? They're I like mean, a sandwich they... once you're done. <laughs> that's <laughs> shitty, but like... literally. But they do get paid more. <laughs> they do get paid a lot more than the top, I as they should. As they should. As they should. Right. I'm glad to see the the pay gap is actually like. Being instrumental where it should be. Hashtag pay your bottoms. <laughs> Support the bottom. <laughs> Do you think maybe after hopefully the federal government addresses gender pay equity, we can make sure there's top bottom pay equity? Yeah. 
instead of girl boss, it's bottom boss. They're like, you will pay us extra or you will pay us equal. Well, I'm there. I'm at the forefront of the movement, guaranteed. Um, okay, next one. Do you believe these stereotypes of preferred sexual positions can be accurate? Quote, tops are more masculine, end quote, and quote, bottoms are more feminine, end quote. I was very happy with this one. 60.4% said less often than not. 25.5% said no, they are never accurate. 14.2% said most of the time, and no one responded all the time, which is yeah. refreshing. And I think even the NIH article that you that we're going to discuss later, it definitely speaks to a feminist, like, how do I say this? There's kind of a disappointing scale of the co- the correlation between bottoms being viewed as effeminate and, like, masculine tops being viewed as, like, straight, quote-unquote. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing in the fact that we're still dealing with that as a gay culture, but the numbers in this pie chart make me definitely feel better about like our own views of that perception. I know, especially with like it's like I don't know, like on the apps, if it's like mask for mask, yeah. right? Straight acting only, and it's like, well, it's not that straight when you're like no fem. Yeah, yeah. Although, same friend who I was telling you about introduced me to the term blouse which is a femme top fully yeah so which i love that i like that yes i like that um she's educating me about my own sexuality but (laughs) it's like you're not really a gay person and you can go home now (laughs) i do think in mainstream media it is like the tops are more mask and the bottom is more femme but i do think as a collective in our community we are making changes that just mainstream media hasn't necessarily caught up to that. Like tops who like to wear nail polish or like tops who like to wear heels. Like, I think that stuff is more like, is starting to come out more Yeah, where it's like, it doesn't have to necessarily be a rigid line of like, Oh, I have to be masculine or I have to be feminine. It's like one or the other. Yeah. So I'm hoping as we progress, like it shouldn't, Like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't matter necessarily. As a meta note to that, I do think generationally, like we are the scientists now. Our parents were before us and their parents were. So I think our generation is just naturally more open-minded, like millennials and gen, gen Xers or whatever before us. We're doing the science now. So we get to ask the questions that reflect that, but we also get to express ourselves. So like you said, there are straight, the blouses are out there fully masked. Well, we, I mean, we have to do the research because we'll see it more and more. We have an entire generation that was lost because of AIDS. Yes. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at AIDS. I'm like, come on, let's be for real. No, but I mean, there's yeah, a I huge like, group of people that we're po- that we can't poll. I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily acknowledge that a lot because True. like you have those people who are like, oh, well, back in my day, like right. I don't see any of them. Like, yeah, well, they're fucking dang. dead. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like in terms of the mainstream media, I feel like you either have gay men being portrayed obnoxiously masculine or like obnoxiously like effeminate right or like yeah like or just like it's either like too gendered rolled or like not representational of homosexuality like no like i mean there's like some gay movies that i watch where it's like you have basically made two straight acting characters that you've put together or yeah I, like it's just it, or it's like almost like too predictable i don't know i mean i guess that's kind of a hard thing to like a hard needle to thread if you're like 
stop being stereotypically effeminate, but then also... Well, that's the thing. It's a a stereotype, right? It's like what our society, our generation sees as what gay is and how to represent gay, which is, it's not representative. See, I don't think that's necessarily true because I feel like, especially in the TV and film industry currently, it's still being ruled by the older generation. So they're like, if I want to mass for mass people to like... I mean, like, mass for mass or butch for butch for lesbians. Like, if I want them to play... Representation. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. (laughs) If they want to, like, if I want roles, this is how it's going to be. And I'm going to cast whoever I want. Because at least you're getting a role. Because I could not give you a role. Sure. And I think until maybe 10 years from now, that's awful to say. But, like, 10, 15 years from now, it's not going to change. My last question. Which position were you when you first had anal sex? So 52.8% said I was the bottom. 34% said I was the top. And 13.2% said we did both positions or flip fucks, which that was actually higher than I thought. I mean, good for those people, but... That, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to also say good for them. <laughs> I was very surprised. Okay, Honestly, well... I thought that number would be lower. I think some, this is our last question. I think all three of us, if we're comfortable, I think we should all say which position we did first. Okay, I'll go first. I definitely bottom first time. I topped. Okay. <gasps> I also topped. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, so in the re- I lost my virginity for the first time when I was in a relationship and I was 20. Oh. And the relationship I was a part of, I was exclusively the top. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I did I did try bottoming and I was like, absolutely She not. said, sweetie. <laughs> no. I tried it once and was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, you're like weak. I said, they make it look so easy on gay porn. And then when put them to shove, you're like, whoa. That's literally push comes to I am birthed now, so I changed my ways. Power to the people. <laughs> Power to the bussy. No, I Amen. <laughs> okay, so that's my scientific poll. Um wait, there was Loved one it. point I wanted to bring up. Um oh, I was actually a little bit surprised by how many more people bottoms than topped, but I don't know if y'all have anything to speak to that. Because I think I think when you first come out. You obviously go on like the dating apps, Grinder, Tinder, and it's, I think it's exclusively like more top looking for a bottom. So See, you're I think, like, oh, okay, I could bottom because to your point in porn, oh yeah, that's gonna be like so easy. And then in retrospect, you're like, okay, shit, this is going on right now. Like, I don't, I feel like it's like you're, you're almost uncomfortable to a point yeah. where you're like, I don't wanna say anything. So I'm just gonna take, like, take the pain currently. But then, yeah. I mean, are you okay? If you're if you hit the right <laughs> spot, it's enjoyable. Yeah. I feel like if you I don't know. I feel like if you bottom for the first time, it's either like 50-50, like, ooh, yes, this is good, or like, ooh, no, you need to get out. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I think, like I said earlier, there is a stipulation within the gay community that I think you have to bottom eventually. Like, I'm not saying it's spoken, it's definitely not spoken, but to truly explore the gay of yourself. Sometimes I think you, that's like the first thing that goes to your mind is bottoming. See, mine wasn't. See, so maybe I'm just like a natural, like psychological bottom where I'm just like the first thing that like marks my gayness would be a penis up my butt. And you have it tattooed on your forehead. (laughs) Not on my forehead, but it is tattooed on my butt. (laughs) I don't know. Does that make any sense? No, yeah, I think, I think. I think inherently some people are able to be like, no, this is exclusively the sexual preference that I want to have or sexual position that I want to have. 
Whereas other people are more like, I want to dabble in both and see what I like more. And then I can make my decision. 13%, 13.8%. We're very verse, which that seems like a millennial or actually yeah. even like a Gen Z answer. Well, and I think, and this is going to segue into our, our next uh, topic, but I think that there are people who like not being in control. And I think that's a really, that can be a really strong sexual outlet, which I totally right. respect for enjoying that, which is going to just, I'm just going to go ahead and bring us into the next one. Okay. So we're now going to go on to sexual positioning among men who have sex with men, a narrative review. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this was in the May 2017. Um, it was an article in the May 2017 journal um, called the archives of sexual behavior and they were originally looking at this for epidemiological reasons um, i think more about hiv and sti like public health management so they mm -hmm. looked at 23 peer-reviewed articles to try to have an understanding of how to predict sexual positioning amongst men who have sex with men but also men who have sex with men and women so they broke down a couple different categories. One was masculinity stereotypes, power, partner type, um, and HIV status. But then also age was one that was in there too that was um, not spoken about as much, but it was part of their data was that they did see the older that someone got, the less bottoming that they did. Right. Um, so just to read a little bit of their summary, that studies have suggested that there's no static or general dichotomous sexual positioning identity among men who have sex with men, that sexual role identity varies and may change over time and may be dependent upon cultural context. Um, however, anal sexual positioning refers to, for, to sexual behaviors or practices, while sexual role generally refers to self-described identities that communicate preference for sexual positions. Um, sexual role identities also communicate contextual information related to gender and power dynamics, the sexual encounter or romantic relationship. Actually, before we continue into this, there's only <laughs> thing I had to say that you brought up, I think, in your notes at the bottom. And then this is something I read about in articles that related to this, but were not in this article. There was someone that had written. So I, I was looking at all this stuff about sexual positioning and, and psychology of gay sex. And this one academic came out and was like, you guys, or y'all, you are looking yeah. at this in like the most heteronormative way. You're looking at it in this like binary male, right. female way. Like you are totally missing the mark. You're applying right. heteronormative. So like heterosexual dynamics onto a gay or homosexual or queer population. And this is like totally a an appropriate framework to, to actually be like understanding this. Um, it's a huge bias to the data reception, right? Like yeah. you have such a different like read on the numbers because of the question, the way the questions are asked. I mean, the I way that it reads is like straight people have clearly been the only authors of this. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. I thought like David Attenborough, but in the field watching gay people have sex, like, Oh look, they're doing this. And this is what me and my wife, Margaret would do. I totally had that feeling. But I just, I also just don't think that gay people are like, Oh, I want to be a methodical scientist. So it only leaves straight people to conduct these surveys and this research because we're 
out there where we got off we're our real. asses and we're working. Honestly, no one wants to work these days. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My yes, I 100% agree with you. I I mean, I think what and when after I read the abstract, after I read the data, I was like this kind of didn't answer any questions for me in a sense that I wasn't like blown away by the data. I wasn't um I wasn't very informed after I read it. You know I, why? I felt in a cultural way I knew more than this person. You know <laughs> like, why? And I hate to bring this up, but in doing my degree in college, we had to take research methods of political science. And when you want to conduct a study, you have to, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't do well. He's dumb as hell. <laughs> but when you do research, you have to get it peer reviewed and everything. Yeah. And then it can be approved. Obviously, this wasn't peer reviewed by a board of gay people. I feel like if this was put towards people of the gay community, it would be a lot more fruitful because they could be like, no, this is the wrong wording. That's what we're doing right like, now. To your point, some of the some of the questions that you have in your poll, you're like, oh, I should have reworded this after talking with another gay person. So it's like, if you want to get accurate reading of research or what's happening within the community, why aren't you putting this forth to people who are gay and academics or just a general control population? No, I, I think, no, I think it's a really good point because I mean, it's, it's like it came across that not a single gay person was involved right. in any of the research. Like, because, you know, I think there were like four authors that were cited. Yeah. They probably have like five PhD students each who are working with. So th there's probably like 30 people involved in all of the articles that are, are included on this. And it's like not a single fucking person was a, a gay or queer man on there. No, because he would just, be like, Judy, why am I an RAI? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, that just, but that just blows my mind to be like, you have all those heads together that have such high IQ. <laughs> and you're just that dumb to be like, oh, I shouldn't include well, something that pertains to the actual research study. It's not dumb. It's just ignorant. It's just hard. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, it's so hard. Um, all those heads together? Wow. I know. Honey. You mean Thursday? Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. I definitely read it and I was just like, this is kind of, a, it almost felt like a joke to me. <laughs> the way it was written and the way it almost distilled so much of like our, my own cultural understanding of the world into this very blatant, like uh, readable textbook language. To me, it wasn't even readable. Like <laughs> I read it, but I'm like, did I retain any of this information? Because I'm like, you keep using these abbreviations that I have to keep looking back on, I'm like, you can't just use common person terms to describe certain things to engage your reader more. Cause who the fuck is going to want to read this? Well, I, I don't mean to ramble, but yes, to speak to that point, um, it, there is such a huge cultural overlap with this data. This is not strictly just a numbers game that this represents. I mean, it does definitely, um, you know, certain sexual positionings and identities into a data game, but there's so much to it that it even mentions itself as it's so dependent on situation and culture and, you know, all of that. It's so heavily abstract, in my opinion, this data. Yeah. So I totally get that. Well, and like, I don't know if you'd look, but they, they kind of had a, uh, like this table that was a breakdown of so the data they looked at. And they could yeah, be like, oh, that. like if if they're forty years old, they're like a five percent increase that they're a top, and it's like, well, that's right. not very statistically significant. No, and what? Who is going to use that data? So they well, want they was... wanted to do it for HIV prevention, 
Right. Yeah. But and not, I read that in the in the uh, yeah in the beginning. But it's not like I don't know. Just prescribe them all prep, and it's fine. Just right. Do a prep campaign. <laughs> right. Yeah. To me, it, to me, it was like they wanted to further understand how they could prevent HIV between mm-hmm. men who have sex with men and then men who have sex with, with men, men and, and women. women. But I'm like, you then you need to do. You can't just do a study on gay sexual preference. You need to do like engage with like are you using condoms like are you on any medication like prep like what are your sexual practices because i feel like a lot of people in the gay community at this point do not use protection because there are things like prep there's also you can be undetectable so even if you do have hiv it's not like you're transmitting it to other people yeah so to me i'm like obviously in the gay community you're most likely going to be raw dogging it like but you know (laughs) I mean, to be blunt, but like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have unprotected sex. I'm. Well, did you get the new prep? Well, they did. Come out, like, they oh, did like come out with... last season. <laughs> <laughs> they, I had my, I, I don't know. They did come out with like studies that said like the scoby was like less harsh on your kidneys than true no, was. So like, did, yeah, I like do. I do understand that fact, but also like, I don't know. I sometimes I wish we were like where we like I wish we were where the UK was like they're doing trials for like the HIV vaccine and like to reverse the effects of HIV but then also they're making like super questionable things with like trans people right now oh, well there's white awful. people doing I mean that's a whole other episode but no it's I mean they yeah no they're awful with with yeah yeah no they're they make, awful they make like two steps forward and like they then they take three steps back Seven and you're steps. like great yeah no, they, well, they, we were actually, I mean, it's so complicated here, but they were putting out prep sooner than they were in, in the UK, but the UK mm-hmm. has universal, universal access. So you as a UK citizen, right. or even if you're visiting can go get prep and they'll just give it to you and it's all free. Yeah, cause what, cause healthcare is what? Free. Yeah. It yeah. should be. In the UK it is. And we also it. shouldn't have to work to inherently, you know, gain status in society, but that's just me. True. <laughs> What are bills? I don't anti-work. have those. <laughs> down with the man and down with the system. Oh my God. That's what, if I made that joke in front of some of my Texas family, they'd be like, it's just communists. Fully. Oh my God. Yes, and. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm lucky because most of my family is like up north or like have the liberal mindset, whereas I feel like like people aren't as lucky. So like you go to an uncomfortable gathering of like the holidays and you're like, how are you? Or like, I don't really want to talk to you because you're gay. <laughs> And you're like, oh, cool. Nana's like, are you running low on your prep this season? <laughs> Nana's like, I wrote you. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Back to this article we're maybe talking about. <laughs> back to the- I feel like, uh, like I feel like the article was informative, but I was kind of disappointed that it was just straight people doing the research. One hundred percent. Okay, wait. So one of them, masculinity stereotypes. So basically. Male men who have sex with men perceptions of masculinity may be important when examining sexual position practice, including self-perceived masculinity, perceptions of partner masculinity, and penis size. Some MSM, men who have sex with men, refer to sexual positioning as highly gendered identities reflecting heterosexual gender roles and top and bottom identities representing various degrees of quote gayness. Um, tops Which were characterized. Me <laughs> tops were characterized as more masculine and quote straight compared to bottoms, who were characterized as more or as feminine and quote gay. Gayer, yeah. Um, masculinity stereotypes were particularly emphasized among studies with Latino men who have sex with men. Active sexual roles among gay and bisexually identified 
Latino men and IAI, which is um, inserted. <laughs> inserted. Meaning the top. top. Yes. Um, I love when people tell gay people. They teach us things, straight people. Um, we're also associated <laughs> with social and cultural construction of masculinity. Okay, so I wanted, so they, I wanted to touch on this. One of them was, I don't think it was in here, but not the summary that I sent in the Google Doc, but was in some of the, the literature one. with masculinity stereotypes. They said facial cues. Yes, I read this. Are they just talking about gay face? Like, is that what they're talking about? I told this to Jamie earlier. I was like, gay, so gays can clock other gays in public. I'm like, this is not new. When I was growing up and I kind of was like denying my gayness, I was like, oh, he's definitely gay. And I was right like a hundred percent of the time. And when I'm growing older, I'm like, of course I was right. I think it's because I think it's new to the straight community. That's why they're like, oh my God, this is so fascinating. But inherently, I think when you first meet somebody for the first time or you're in a new space, you're obviously going to check out who's there. So obviously you're like looking up, like looking people up and down. And if someone gives you a rank look up and down back and like, okay, well, he's a part of my community. And then you make like an assessment of like, am I going to like this person or am I not going to like this person? So like, or can you tell whether or not they're a top or a bottom? I can't. I think I'm pretty good at it, honestly. My partner says that he's like, you are convinced everyone's a bottom. Like, there could be some straight guy that walks down who's like 200 pounds of muscle. And I'm like, he's a bottom. And he's like, no, right. he's not. And that guy's straight. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's questioning. He's so yes. bi-curious. Let's make him bi-confident. <laughs> but see, I think it's, I think it's fun to like <laughs> assume that people are open, like open-minded. No, I like, I think it's way more fun just to label people as soon as I meet them. <laughs> as a bitchy person, I'm like, he's a total bottom. Yeah. Complete and total bottom. This bitch right here did not like me when we first met. I mean, we're gay. We hate each other. <laughs> hey, come on, let's see. God, I, wait, I really want to talk about that, but <laughs> I feel like- A whole episode on it. I feel like gay people are like cats. Like, it's like, we're like trying to figure each other out. Do I like you? Do I not like you? Do I want to have sex with you? Do I want to have hate sex with you? Do you want to have sex with me? Right. Like it's like, right. it's so yeah, it's nuanced. Yeah. And I think that was my big word for the entire article. It was like nuance. This this every single data point that was presented still had all of these like side shoots of information that could influence it differently. But I feel like it's not news to us as no. gay people. It's news to like everybody else. But and they're like trying to catch up. Yes, yeah. but it's also re- it's refreshing to see it written in scientific like verbiage. I'm like, oh, okay. But yes. I'm, but I'm also like, so how much did this study change from like 10 years ago? Oh. Oh, some of the studies well, were from the 70s. Like it was yeah. not it was it felt like something that was like a 90s mindset of like gay men. Fully. Like, and yeah. it's like, which e- ear do you wear your earring on? I'm just kidding. Obviously right. the right. <laughs> <laughs> which hanky are you wearing today? I know. Oh my God. The gay, like, uh, there's just so much to talk about because you can identify like your sexuality preference with like so many different things. I know you were reading ones about like, Hanky colors was like a Hanky thing. code is, well, it's very variable. Yeah. However, it is fascinating. Have, have you heard about that? With like every game. Yeah. Like wait, code. what did they, it used to be called like flagging? Yes, like, it is flagging. And you have a chart of a color of the hanky would refer to a kink. And then whichever pocket you yeah. wore it in was receptive or. You're like, hold on, let me pull up my card to make sure I'm reading this right. right. Exactly. <laughs> like gays are so, so complicated. And we talked about Polari as well. See, but I never knew about the hanky code. That's something that was very new. So like. 
I want to say like eight years ago. I want to say this before I was I was with my partner. Um, I was on Grinder and they were doing like advertisements where you would wear like this necklace and then like the color of like the gem would be your your handkerchief. They were trying to like reinvent oh the handkerchief. I was like, first off, no gay man is going to wear that fucking necklace. No, it's hideous. <laughs> you know what it is? Do you feel... Okay, so this is what I mentioned, anecdotally speaking. Yeah. Do you feel like, in this day and age, 2022, 20, whatever fucking year it is. Whatever year. Um, do you feel like either you or people you know who are bottoms only want like a masculine top or tops who prefer a more feminine bottom? Or let me qualify this. A bottom who's at least more feminine than they are. I would say I have a really good mix of friends. And I think we run the gamut. Truthfully. But I have met them. I've definitely met people who demand... And I know a lot of good Judies. And I call them Judies intentionally because they're like me. They're extremely effeminate. And they're like, if I don't have a man who like sweats out of his dick and, you know, is football-y. I mean, we have friends like that. Do you know what I mean? I see. I I don't know. I feel like yes and no. So yeah. like I only I moved to Charlotte two years ago. So I lived most of my life in the Northeast. Um. So like I only had friends who were pretty much girls. Yeah. Um. In college, like I had a few friends, like I would and not friends, acquaintances who were gay, but it wasn't <laughs> like we would gab about like our sexual preferences and everything. Um. And then being in Charlotte. I feel like I'm mainly friends with people who are in relationships. So I don't know if I have a necessarily accurate. I think that counts though, James. Well, I I mean, there's a lot of people who are in relationships that are open and they could. Right. At least, at least give you some idea of what their sexual interests are. Not that I'm like holding this to you, but I don't know. Do you like, I don't, well, I, I, believe most of our friends have close relationships. Oh my god, monogamy in Charlotte. It's all it is. It's like Salt Lake City. <laughs> Actually, not like Salt Lake City at all. But um, I think you're thinking of the same thing. I think our group of friends kind of still all have that dichotomy between the feminine bottom. Well, and I guess we also don't identify it within our friend group that often. No, we don't really. Which yeah. we need to start pulling. You should, everyone Which, like, listening okay, should so I'm gonna ask re- their friends. I'm, I'm going to read this bitch right here. Definitely effeminate versus having a masculine husband. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's, I'm not going to name names because like, I don't want people to get upset, but like I, there's another couple where I feel like one is more, just like a tad bit more effeminate than the other like person. But they still follow that dichotomy of the, well, then again, this is also reliant on positions, right? Like we, we would need to know the positions. Preferred. Do you know their positions? I think I can assume, but I, know. I don't know for sure. I know. Y'all are coy in Charlotte. I know. We just have orgies and don't look each other. <laughs> yeah. We don't know who. I do know. Then tell us. A little bit. I'm not going to know. So does it follow the dichotomy between the two people? Like the predictiveness it, of masculine. Yeah. Top yeah. I would say so. The effeminate yes. one is more of a bottom and so, the top yes. is more masculine. I would say so. Yeah. I, I think we do too. I think that as much as, especially younger queers want to try and transcend these like ways that we've been gendered they do like coming back in a way that right is maybe just part of human nature you know and like i'm not gonna i'm not going to criticize someone for being like oh i like more effeminate bottoms or like more masculine tops i mean i know people that want to leave portland because they feel like the tops aren't masculine enough here (laughs) 
That is hysterical. I feel to like me. Ev- I honestly feel like that's everywhere though. Really? I feel like people are like when they're in a certain town, they're like, "Oh, I moved here and like it's not how I thought it would that be is and blah 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 toxic. blah blah." <laughs> but it's like I just think it's a toxicity within the gay community. Oh, it definitely. I mean, and it's the funniest fact to me that they're like the tops are masculine enough. Who but which bottom is out here being that demanding? <laughs> but I'm also like who put stipulations on like people's we did. We no, put I don't think we did. Gays no, did. no. You know what it is? It's the straight community putting labels on us as a gay community that we're letting influence our decisions and yeah. how we run our gay. Community. Straight people don't tell us what to do. We I'm tell straight people what to no, do. I think. Well, no. I think. Fuck man. I think Jamie. I think you're you're partially right. I mean, I think it's both. That. Thank you. We gender ourselves, <laughs> and society genders us, and we've internalized yes. it. But like, so I've only lived on the West Coast for a year and a half. And there are so many times I'm like, that guy's gay. And I'm like, oh no, he's just raised in Portland. And like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's just like, in touch with his Any own guy that's raised in Portland, like they're compared to Dallas or Chicago, their voice is not as deep. They don't yeah. act as macho. It's a metrosexual. Yeah. Well, but like not as fashionable. They're just more like, <laughs> <laughs> like, are, are they kind of like the like street? kind of fashion i don't know like just like yeah like hats and long hair and they're like yeah let's take some mushrooms like, <laughs> yeah i it's so there's weird like cultural dynamics which i think maybe the bottoms here really do need more masculine tops but <laughs> i love that you should campaign that i mean <laughs> And but yeah, okay, right. on top, that note, though, the West Coast. on that note, though, and this is going to tie in like a lot of stuff we talked about, everyone with their preferred sexual position, who is more of one than the other, is like, oh, everyone on Grindr is a bottom if they're a top, or everyone's a top. Right. If, or you know what I mean? They're like, they're always complaining yeah, yeah. that everyone is who they are and that they're sexually competing with Depletion. this partner. But according to my super scientific poll, there's that not, is not correct. There is actually it's more bottoming just, than topping. Right. And they're like, why can't these tops be drowning in Puna? It's because I think people are also very picky about who they want to let inside. On the masculinity party. stereotypes, one of my friends was the the all burrito, not bottom tonight friend. <laughs> I'm just not going yeah. to say his name. His partner listens. Um, <laughs> um, he was like oh i went and i hooked up with this guy and it was really disappointing and i was like why and he goes i just thought he'd be more masculine and i was like okay and he goes well he didn't smile in any of his pictures and then i showed up and he was super gay acting he didn't say the term gay I... and i was like wait what and he goes yeah all mass tops don't smile in their pictures and i was like what is this a thing? okay and he was like yeah and i'm like well i'm sorry they look happy but i didn't know right. that makes you effeminate I, I don't know. Emotions sounds gay to me. I also just feel like as a gay community, we just read too much into a bunch of shit. So it's like we overanalyze everything. So if people don't like smile in a photo and then they smile at you in person, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's too what, much. But what an interesting observation within the gay community that mask tops don't smile in their photographs. <laughs> it's the facial. That was my other thing about the facial cues in the study. Yeah. Like, is it if you don't smile, you're like this tough top? stoic and strong. we should definitely do like a grinder poll where we go on to grinder i'm not saying that we should but we should go on there and then smile and not smile in two different fake p- profiles and just see like the demographic of hits that we get i think this is i think that will be part two to the <laughs> yes undercover gaze 
Um, okay, wait. And I know, let me move on to the next one. So, penis size. Yes. Penis size, the larger the penis, the more, the more likely masculine or more likely you are to top. I feel like, I, I feel like it's very, I, I don't know. I feel like it's very situational based. I feel like it's very, because, well, the, I'd be a hung bottom, thing. but it's harder to be a, like a micro penis top. True. Because people are like, tell that to Donald Trump. <laughs> Him and Melania are not having sex. I don't even want to think about it. But yes, I think, but the poll, this one was also very open ended to me because it was the, per, it was self perception, right? It was the self perception of their own penis size in relation to peers. But so they said, it, I feel like everyone says they're an idiot. Yes. They are. So to me, all of that means nothing. It's just how they, already identify like oh my my penis is it's actually the reverse in my opinion they identify as a top and then they're like my penis is big because i'm a top <laughs> it's like an, it's like a mean girls when it's like i don't hate you or like what how does the expression She's go like, oh that's a really cute phrase no <laughs> no we'll have to think about that later i don't know i for me i feel like it's it's hard because it's like how accurate people being right because i feel like every man let's just in general Every man faves about the size of their penis. 10 inches. Because people want other people to think that they're more, because like, I feel like having a bigger dick is attributed to being more masculine. So people are like, I want to have a big dick. So like, I'm going to tell people I have a big dick. And then I know that people who have had sex with me probably aren't going to talk about my penis size. So I'm going to get away with it. Right. But, but I do think like, I know guys who are very small, like their, their dick size and they literally felt <laughs> Sorry, look, he's laughing. They literally it's so good. I mean, I can't even. I'm 11 year olds. I, they, I can't. They even were like, they felt sexually obligated to become a bottom. Like they were just like, I. They're like, oh. why would I ever top? I'm. I have a four inch penis, and it's like, I hate that for them. Well, I think we also need to break the stigma that you need to have a big dick to have a top. I but mean, clearly, to top. And not all bottoms want big dicks. I know bottoms that are like, I don't want a dick over six inches. Like, I can't handle Hell it. No. Yeah, I mean, it's not like not everyone's a size queen. They don't need. Like exactly a bat going up. The, like, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, it's like I don't. Want I you think to I know. Rearrange my insides while you're. And in some there. people want that. Exactly. Some people do. That's so interesting, though. But it did seem very open ended. Like I said, like the the fact that people can just kind of self proclaim dick size in relation to others and their sexual identity. It seems very biased to me, and almost no scientific data underneath that. That really points to that. Yeah. That that data. Um, Okay. So the next one was power and that um, tops like being more control, bottoms like being more passive and relinquishing their control for the sexual experience. But then to caveat that, and I can't remember if I included this in the the Google Doc or not, they were saying that some bottoms uh, psychologically preferred providing sexual pleasure. Right. um, Versus tops. I guess just receiving the sexual pleasure, seeking their own pleasure. I saw that you did include it, and I thought that was interesting. Be- it, so it's essentially it was like you bottom because you like the feeling of bottoming, or you like to make your top come. Yeah. I mean, yeah, which I guess I understand that. I mean, I, I mean, a sub in a way. Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think so because it because it is a it is a I want to say servitude, but it is a position of. Of fulfillment. It's a job almost. 
I don't know how to say it. Like, I understand why they pause it. I also understand it because I feel like most tops just want to, like, bust their nut and then be done. But right. then, like, you have bottoms who are like, I really want to do a good job and I want you like not like yeah like i like i want to perform well so that you ejaculate right and that's yeah. what it's saying yeah and i, I think, think that's correct i think it totally makes sense I think that's so correct. then it's i guess that would be more of a psychological way yeah. to predict it which is i don't even know how you would qualify quantify it, it. yeah quantify it but i think yeah i definitely think that there is that i would say i agree with the study that there's a power Dynamic, dynamic that exhibits itself <laughs> with with sex but i don't know See, how I, you for every- i think it's a give and take it i, I mean it's a give and take. i don't know i feel like it's a give and take based on the situation i don't know i'm i feel like i'm like amy conner berry and this is so bad to say where she's like you're not nearly as racist <laughs> but it's like i feel like i'm like keep repeating myself i'm like oh it's very situational, it makes sense but i, like it is very but I, I mean i think that's kind of my takeaway <laughs> okay cool let me do oh partner type that was the other one. Um, oh, then this one was kind of odd. Um, so they were saying hookup versus casual partner. Mm-hmm. This is something I wanted to tie into earlier with the tops I know when it comes to them bottoming need like to be like seduced and like, and like not cajoled, but like bonded. Yeah. While like Secured. power bottoms can be ass up, anon, walk in, fuck me, right. leave. Like I'm into it. Um and I also feel like both with the age thing and mm-hmm. with levels of versatility that, like, as you were saying earlier, Jamie, that, like, there could be a bottom who's like, oh, yeah, but I really just want to fuck the shit out of that guy. And I feel like this comes into something, also don't know how they would qualify or quantify it, but that everything is kind of situational where, you know, maybe you only top or sorry maybe you only bottom for like really tall bears and you only top for like 19 year old twinks or something you know right and so i don't know how they how they predicate that with with in terms of like predicting it from a the sti and hiv right like health perspective but that does seem that's something that makes sense both like anecdotally and um and Culturally. both personally and, and then what also like I've encountered with my friends and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Any other thoughts that you guys had when we talk about gay sex? Anything else? Well, I love it. In closing, Your Honor, um, <laughs> I just, you know, I think this entire abstract was extremely abstract in itself. I, I think like we've touched upon, there's a bias here that completely skews the reality of what we're reading. Yeah, I just, I I mean, I think it was a good abstract. I think it was a good study. I just wish they would have pushed the boundaries a little bit more to encompass important <laughs> groups that should have been encompassed. But overall, I mean, anything regarding, I think the gay community is just interesting to read about. True. I would say that going forward to all academics who I know are listening to this podcast, <laughs> don't do research on men who have sex with men and gay men unless you have someone who's actually gay on your team who can tell you yeah exactly give you at least at least one fucking person with a perspective that is 100 reflecting on the people you're studying have you seen the the meme on the internet where i don't actually maybe it wasn't a meme i think this is a comedian who said it they were like if there's one gay person at an office there's a ton of shit getting done but if there's two people two gay people in an office, there ain't nothing getting done. And I feel like this study could benefit from at least one gay person. Oh, one, I mean, 100%. But no more than one. 
It would just get too messy. <laughs> they need to have the board to like bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A, a gay triumvirate. Well, I'm so glad that y'all joined me. I can't wait to have my next episode with y'all. And everyone needs to listen to your podcast. Yeah. Queers in your ears. It can be found everywhere. Yes, oh. we can. Thank you so much for having us. We really enjoyed this. This was a collaboration that I know Austin and I were definitely looking forward to. And Likewise. we can't wait for future episodes. We loved it so much. Thank you again. <laughs>